0: I'm a good person, so I'm going to hell?" Questions like that and more, next on 41 Strong. Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast, Chuck Tate here. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people like you hold on and stand strong. Today is episode 147 and my guest is good friend and fellow pastor Chris Pappasis. He is the executive pastor of Rock Church as well as one of our teaching pastors, Chris. Great to have you, man. Same here, man. Looking forward to it. This is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Well, um, Chris is a husband and dad and a gifted communicator, a gifted teacher of the gospel. So we're going to do a little Q&A today. If you have a question, we'd like you to comment in the, or put your comment in the comment thread right now. And by the time... Um, our show is up. We're going to do our best to answer every question. I already have a couple that we're going to get to in just a moment. But, um, but first, I got I to gotta share. I was, I was pulling into Starbucks this morning and um, there was a, a, a woman and with one hand, she was clutching her drink and then and she had one hand on the wheel. And then I saw her just rubbing her eyes, you know, ferociously. It looks so <laughs> tired. Yeah. And my first thought was, "I feel you, lady." <laughs> <laughs> me too. I agree. Yeah,
1: that so, seems to be the order of the
0: day right it, now. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so I went in. I mm-hmm. went inside, and um, the the barista. Um, I know her name is Kelly, just because I, I live at Starbucks, <laughs> and um, she said to me. Hey, is your wife okay? Because I actually took Annette into Starbucks yesterday. And for those of you that are unaware, my wife has been battling with a very serious pain disease. She got diagnosed a year ago, August, with a disease called interstitial cystitis. The common name is painful bladder syndrome. I don't have time to unpack that now, but please pray for her and it's been it's been a rough go mm-hmm. as you know yes and everyone in our in our, you know in our church knows and she hasn't been out of, out of the house other than appointments for the last year very much and so yesterday um, we went inside for a moment and left so this barista saw her yesterday mm-hmm. so that you know, caused this question, Hey, what's going on? Is she all right? Mm -hmm. So I said, well, no, she's not. All right. You know, by faith, you know, of course we're believing for God to heal her in the word, but I I just shared briefly um, about her diagnosis and where she's at just briefly. And she responded with your drinks on me today. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. There are still good people in the world there are kind people i mean if you're on twitter it's a dumpster fire if you're on social media you know there's a lot of people that are filled with hate but Mm -hmm. i just want to say real quick there are good people out there it's true yes Mm -hmm. so i'm reading a book by jeff henderson Called um, it's the four book hashtag the four book and it's um, basically know what you're for that's the name of the book mm-hmm. know what you're for great book it's for for church leaders and companies entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you know asking that question uh, what do you want to be known for what are you known for mm-hmm. and there's a section of the book where he talks about kindness and um, how how that can grow your your business and and um, so living example I mean I'm a Starbucks Person
1: for life after seriously uh, after today right that is just above and beyond and and just a heartfelt you could tell you know reaching out yeah
0: amen so so good stuff so we have our coffee uh huh and um, I know our producer Mike has his coffee so we are gonna rock the last fifteen minutes of this podcast by answering some questions. So the very first one um, that I want to ask Chris, I know hits close to home. I know you're, you teach our midweek Bible study. It's called Fuel. And you are going through the book of Galatians right now. And it's so mm-hmm. good. And it's so rich. And mm-hmm. you do such a great, great job of that. And I was unable to attend last week, but I did watch the live stream. And one of the things you shared a story and I saw so one of the things that you talked about a lot last week That we're going to begin this podcast with is this question.
1: I'm a good person. So I'm going to hell Yeah, Can you expound. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's such a such a great question and it really um, it stems from a story that I shared when um, uh, My cousin-in-law shared that w- question with me. He is a um, uh, uh, highly educated Individual and and he uh, is very philosophical and he he likes to talk about religion and and when I went home to New York he uh, he kind of cornered me and he would kind of pin me down with questions like that every single time but I'm the type of person I love those kind of questions because I think that's one of the greatest questions a person can ask and, and that is you know hey according to the Bible it says that there's a hell now people who don't believe in Jesus, you're saying they're going there. I don't believe in Jesus, but I'm a good person. <laughs> he said, I take care of my family. I don't cheat on my wife. I do a lot of good things and I'm going to hell. And, and really the crux of the question and the question and the assumption that he was making is that we can be acceptable before God based on our own righteousness. That's what it comes down to, based on our own good works but what we find out when we when we open up the book of galatians that's why it's such an important study is that if you're depending on your own goodness Uh-oh. you're in a bad position that's a spoiler alert that's not going to end well for you because we grade as human beings on a curve we kind of say well i'm not mother teresa But I'm, but I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer either, you know, so I've had, I've
0: had people tell me this. Exactly. I know, I, I I know I'm jacked up and I got problems with this, Mm -hmm. but Hey, at least I'm not doing this. Right. I'm not doing that. Exactly. But you're doing this. Right. A lot of times we think, and I've been there before, Mm -hmm. we think our obedience in the 99% of things over here Mm -hmm.
1: will wipe out our 1% of disobedience over here. Correct. That's it. And I think that's what, you know, for us to really understand the good news, and that's what the gospel means. It means the good news of Jesus Christ. For us to really understand the good news, we have to understand the bad news. And the bad news is that there is no one righteous. No, not one. There is not one person on the face of the earth that obeys God to the point that they are not in enmity with God. Because sin is rebellion. It doesn't matter if it's a little sin or a big sin. The way I explained it to my cousin-in-law was uh i said jesus said that if you look at a woman in to lust after her you've committed adultery in your heart with her and after all that saying i'm a good person i'm a good person i'm going to hell he said after he heard that oh man i'm going to hell right (laughs) because when confronted with the actual standard the standard is not achievable that's the bad news but the good news is that Jesus achieved the standard on our behalf, and all He asks of us is to put our full faith and trust in what He already did on the cross. Amen, because we can't earn it. He paid the price. That's right. He did the work. That's so it. we can't work to
0: earn that. We just received the gift of salvation. That, that gift, as our, our friend Bill Vanderbush said, it's already on the tree. Right. The question is, are you going to open it? That's it. Are you going to take advantage of it? Are you going to receive it? And um, we hope we hope that you do. We hope that you'll already have. And if you're watching live right now and you're listening live and you have a question, go ahead and comment right now. And we'll do our best to to go ahead and fit that in. All right. So we we'll give a shout out to Ed Bird. She says, good morning. Good morning, Ed. All right. You just got your shout out. Um, again, those of you watching, you have a question, go ahead and, and write it down. So... Um, I just got a text message that says, um, "Could Chris's laptop be any bigger?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, I love it. Uh. Yeah, All right, Corey, <laughs> um, good stuff.
1: <laughs> why, why not? not he surprised. said, "Why not just
0: bring your desktop?" So, um, so the the second question that we'll, we'll get to today is this, Chris. Um, two parts. You know, one, why is it important to stand on the word? Mm-hmm. That's something that. I say regularly from the stage, we got to stand on the word, weigh everything mm-hmm. with scripture, scripture. so the first part of the question is why mm-hmm. why did, why is it important, right
1: right? And the second question is, how do I do that? boy, great questions. Yeah. I'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> well the the first question is why is it important to stand on the word because we're living in a in an age. Um, really where there we're in the information age and there's just ideas out there that are um, all over the place from every range of the spectrum and is there something that we can actually base our life on and that we can that we can go to for authority for how to live our life like like Pilate said to Jesus when he said what is truth is there truth yeah. so the first step is you have to you have to do an honest examination is the Bible the Word of God And if the Bible is the Word of God, which we firmly believe that it is after years of study and and pursuing uh, that question, once you come to the conclusion that the Bible is the word, then you know that it is God's direct word to you for how you live your life. And there's a lot of peace in that because once you come to that conclusion, then you don't have to worry about all this onslaught of different ideas that can come and sweep you away from the truth. So it's so important to get that established first. Is the Bible the word of God? Yeah. Once you go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 okay. no, no. Yeah. And if you get to that conclusion that it is the Word of God, then it's time to start digging in. And that's when you find out all the amazing blessings that come from it. There's okay. life in the Word. There's peace in the Word. There's strength in the Word. There's joy in the Word. The Word is our direct. There's hope, there's hope in the word. Yeah, that word. That's it. I mean, it's all in the Word. The Word is alive. It's powerful. And it is exactly what we need to be able to weather. We live in unique times. We live in crazy times. And, and the only way that we're really going to make it through is if we anchor ourselves to Jesus through His Word. Amen. And the Word of God is 40 books written by... 66 books. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 60. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to say 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, written by 40 authors Mm -hmm. from 16 countries on three continents in three languages. It spans roughly 1,500 years, and it points to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's all about Jesus, and it's filled with hope, and there are 31,102 verses, 1,189 chapters of God speaking to us. There is circumstantial evidence, scientific evidence, historical evidence, archaeological evidence. Then when you throw in all the prophecies that have been fulfilled, things written in the Old Testament that were fulfilled in the New Testament, and then you weigh that with all the personal testimony, not just the transformation of the disciples' lives, Mm -hmm. but the transformations of my life, of your life, of those Mm -hmm. that we know. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to put faith in anything else. And in my opinion, it requires more faith to believe in something other than the word so if we're going to call ourselves a christian that means we've confessed jesus to be our savior we believe in our heart that he was raised from the dead and we tell people yeah i'm a christian then it is absolutely vital for us to stand on the word to read the word to study the word to Declare the word, to defend the word. That's it. In a yes. in crazy time. So I love that. That's the first. It, do you believe it? Right. Because if you believe it, then it's vital. Mm-hmm to keep going back to it, to keep going back to it. Faith comes by continually hearing Uh-oh. the word of God, Romans yes. ten seventeen. Mm-hmm. not just hearing, but by continually hearing the word of God, our faith is expanded, it grows, so we can stand under pressure. Mm-hmm. We can stand when the whole world is coming against us and saying, I don't care what you say, I believe the word of God because it is true in my life. That's right. So how do, how do we stand on it then?
1: Well, you you stand on the word, you know, like you said, faith comes by hearing, continual hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you have to develop a holy habit. You don't get justified by God. You don't put a little check in your box saying, okay, God is happy with me now because I spent time in the word. But you look at your word, you look at the word like this is my book for life. And so you develop a holy habit. So you begin spending time in the word. You make sure that you go through it and you don't just pick out the parts that you like. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to go verse by verse through. No some cafeteria books of the Bible. Christianity. No, yeah. no, because you can pick and choose and leave out some important stuff. So it's important to go verse by verse through it, develop a holy habit, a, good, a reading plan to go through in a year is a good way to start. But set up a daily intake, just like you wouldn't um, eat one meal on Sunday and then not eat for the rest of the week. You need to uh, eat from the word, feed on the word all throughout the day and all throughout the week. Yes. Well, Jude 20 says, build yourself
0: up Mm -hmm. in your most holy faith. Second Timothy says to study, Mm -hmm. to show yourself approved unto God. Study, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a responsibility to build ourselves up as a pastor, as a shepherd. We have a responsibility to equip the saints Mm -hmm. on the weekend. But you just said, you just said, we got to eat every day. So as a pastor, I know that you agree with me, one of our biggest pet peeves is when somebody says well you know what i'm just not getting fed because if you're not getting fed that means you're not eating grab a fork mm-hmm. get into the word of god right all right how do you stand on it by getting into it that's right it. you got to open it up you got to read there's great reading plans there's no excuse today for not being in the bible you can put the you version bible app on your phone if mm-hmm. you don't like to read it'll read to you that's right it. there's no excuses right you know your excuse is not valid everybody can get into the Word and that's what's going to strengthen you. That's what's going to build your faith. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to help you get through your season of suffering, sadness, setback, all those things. We need the Word. I need the Word. I wouldn't make it. That's right. Me Without the Word. That's the truth. So let's go to our our next question. All right. Okay. The the next question is this. If God knows everything, why do I even need to pray? Oh, you don't. It's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just Uh, kidding, just kidding. Thank you, (laughs) Tim. Such a great question, and that also goes back now into some some deeper stuff. So God created man to be in fellowship with him, right? And of course, man fell in the garden, Adam and Eve fell. Um, Jesus repurchased what Adam and Eve had, right? He he took back the keys from the devil that he had stolen. And then he has uh, reinstated mankind's purpose. And one of the things that, that that God created mankind for, he said, to have dominion, to be rulers. He delegated his authority over his creation to humanity. And so that's why he Purposely has has installed praying as a method by which we exercise that authority that he's given us So we pray because God has delegated that authority to us And there are things that are going to be done on this earth through prayer that will not be done if we don't pray because God respects the delegation that he gave us. Amen and He has
0: given us free will Mm mm-hmm and even though he does know the outcome of everything, he expects us to go to him. I and mean, for one, the word says, "Pray without ceasing." And I love what you said. Prayer—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's communion mm-hmm. with God. It's—it's it's fellowship. Right. You know, um, that would be like like saying, "Well, hey, I, I you know, you, I've been, you know, you, you've been married for how long? How many years you've been married? Almost ten. Almost yeah. ten years. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know your wife inside and out. Why do you still need to talk to her? Right." <laughs> I mean, she knows you. Right. Why do you even, yeah. you know, because it's fellowship. Fellowship, You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's talking and it's listening. It's relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yes. And we have a relationship with God through Jesus. He is at the right hand of the Father praying for us, mm-hmm. interceding for us. And his word says in Philippians, don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Pray about everything. It also says, don't stop praying. Mm -hmm. therefore there's your answer regardless of what he knows it's it's for our benefit Mm -hmm. and he desires that's it for us to spend time with him Mm -hmm. and when you talk to him and you spend time with him you get to know his voice Mm -hmm. and that just helps you at life when it comes when you come to a crossroads and you need to make a decision proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust the lord with all of your heart lean on in your own understanding all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. he will make your crooked path straight he will lead you and guide you if you know his voice and again if you know his voice you won't be deceived
1: by lies that sound like truth so everything comes back to the word and prayer that's it That's it, and you know, I was just thinking we could do a whole series on that question. Man, you know, that would be good because there's so many, there's so many reasons to pray, and there's so many benefits to prayer. And a lot of times we lose that, we forget that, and and we go to prayer as our last resort. When yet it is so much more than that. Man,
0: it really is. Um, I just finished reading a book by David Platt just a couple weeks ago called "Something Needs to Change." And, um, and he was talking to himself, mm-hmm. and he did a week-long trip through the Himalayas into the villages. Many encounters with people who have never even heard who Jesus is, and in response to, hey, do you know Jesus? Oh, oh no, you know, they, thinking he's just somebody in the village that they haven't met. They have right. no concept wow. of who Jesus is. And he was able to present and share the good news, right? And one of the things that he discussed, not just in his book, but in a podcast with Kerry Newhoff, is how important it is to pray. And when he went on that trip, he he preaches the gospel, mm-hmm. he supports missions, he's led missions boards. But when he went on this trip, he said he felt the gospel. It's mm. wow. so one thing to preach it, to know it. Mm-hmm. Do you, when was the last time you Felt it mm-hmm. like you felt like overwhelming good news on behalf of somebody, mm-hmm. else, and he says it all comes down to, to prayer. Mm-hmm. Everything comes down to prayer. He talked about some personal examples with the church and the church, the largest church in, in the world. You know, Youngi Cho gets asked all the time, "How have you Your church is the largest in the world. How do you do it?" His answer is always the same: mm-hmm. I pray, and I obey. Right. We make it complicated, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. It's easy. Pray yeah. and obey. Stand on the word. Mm-hmm. Preach the word. Talk to the author of the word. Amen. Any closing comments? I think we're out of time.
1: Wow, that went fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope uh, we get to do it again and, and get some more questions. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, I want to thank
0: my my guest, Chris pappasis again, executive pastor of Rock Church. And I also want to thank our producer, Mike Sable. I'm Chuck Tate. We look forward to seeing you next time on 41 Strong. If you have a question, you can go to my website, Chuckytate.com, and there is a button that you can click on, send me an email, and maybe we'll have you back and we'll answer some more questions. That'd be fun. All right, guys, have a great day. God bless. PeoriaLife.com